Hey, we're Nathan and Zoe, and we're building the life of our dreams. From work we're passionate about to hobbies that fulfill us, we believe life's what you make it. We know life can sometimes feel lonely, so think of this podcast as a virtual conversation with your BFFs. From tips for creative entrepreneurship to navigating the messiness of life, we are here for you. We care. Welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Who Cares podcast with me, Nathan. And me, Zoe. Um, We're super excited to be here um, doing this podcast uh, for you and for us. Um, It's something we've been talking about doing for forever. It's something that this microphone has been sitting in our closet because we wanted to start it and never have. And we just want to create a podcast that just allows us to, I don't know, be people together. And yeah. learn together and just feel like stuff's not so lonely sometimes. Yeah. And especially like mostly working from home, you know, like being in the wedding industry or working alone um, is lonely. Yeah. And it can feel like no one cares sometimes, but that's not that's not true. Like there are people that care and at the very least, like we care. Right. And that's why this is called the Who Cares podcast. Yep. And we're excited that you're here and... We are going to bear our souls, so. Get ready. Yeah. Here we go. Um, so we wanted to spend some time in this very first episode talking a little bit about creating the life of your dreams, about going for it, about doing what it is you want to do in life. And so we have a few things that me and Zoe talked about that we wanted to go over that we hope can help you um, if you're kind of on that that journey to create the life that you want, even if you don't know exactly what that life is yet. We hope that these tips will help kind of guide you towards that. For sure. So I'm excited for this because it's been kind of like an ongoing theme for us for the past few months. Um, Just try to better ourselves and better our life in any way possible. And like, I guess what's really neat about it to me is that so much of it is your perspective and like the way you look at things, which is what perspective is. But definition. (laughs) Yes. In case you don't know what it is. Um, but it's like your life doesn't need to go from being one way to looking fully different the next day for you to improve your life. No. Your life can look the exact same, but if your perspective is different and you're truly happy, then like you're on your way to a better life. Yes. Or, you know, like, you know, like if you can switch that perspective, but also small changes add up over time, doing little things add up over time. If you could change your life. 1% for the better every single week, then in less than two years' time, your life could be twice as great as it is now. Right. I think the problem that a lot of us have is that, like, when you kind of throw that timeline out there and you're like, you know, in two years, it's like, well, dang, that's a long time, you know? And so it's hard to commit to trying different things for such a long period of time. But the key really is to start small and just kind of adopt new routines. Yes. And new habits slowly. I heard a quote recently um, from, I think it was from Ben Hartley, um, and he was talking about, like, in the end, like, the game, in quotes, is staying in the game. Like, if you can just stay doing, like, it, like, not quit, then, like, you're winning. Because it's especially in, you know, photography, but even in just, like, entrepreneurship and in life and new hobbies and stuff in general, it's, like, 90% of people are going to quit after doing it for just a little bit. It's like the game is consistency. Right. 
And I think that um, it's pretty like evident in photography itself, because if you hop on social media, um, you know, Facebook, I don't know what you young people be using, but, <laughs> you know, you're on social media. And as a photographer, I feel like I see new photographers regularly. Right. And it's like, that's awesome. They're trying something new. But typically you see their their business pop up for a few months and then they just kind of phase out of it. And it's like, I mean, maybe for them it wasn't it wasn't what they needed to do, right? Like it wasn't their calling, it wasn't their thing. But it is true that if you stick to something long enough, you are already ahead of the game. Yes. And so let's go ahead and get started talking about the tips uh, that we have for you today. Um, so the first one is to quit caring what people think about you. Right. And I was thinking about this one because um, it was like the name of the podcast we chose to go with, Who Cares?, and I feel like there's two sides to it because it's like on one side, like I do care, right? Like I care deeply. And then on the other side, it's like one of the things that I've learned, um, especially over the past few months is to not care. And so it's like, it's kind of this like weird thing where it's like you have to find the balance of caring about the right things and not caring about the others. About the things that don't matter. Um, you have to be willing to just like release that like what other people's thoughts are about like what you're doing or the way that you're choosing to do things or anything like that like you can't let other people's judgments like affect like the life you want to have right but i think especially growing up for us in a small town and kind of feeling like everyone um knows what you're doing and is judging what you're doing it makes it really hard to let go of that um but i can tell you 100% that i've felt so much happier since i i was able to kind of step away from that me like I'm creating the life of my dreams and it doesn't matter what people think about it like this is about me yeah and I don't know like for you but I know at least for me um one of the hardest things when it comes to like not caring what everyone else thinks it's really easy to not care what someone thinks when like you don't have a relationship with that person like when it's just like a random person like it's way easier to not care what they think but when it's someone like a family member or a friend or someone that we're close to all of a sudden because they care for us it becomes a lot harder to not care what they think yeah um but i think sometimes even though they care they show that they care in the wrong way and i think that it's like up to us to like determine whether or not their caring is good for us or toxic yes i think so too because it's important to realize that even if someone really loves you that it doesn't mean that every single thing that they do is healthy for you. Yes, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I can't, like, say that enough. It's like the people who love you, um, I don't know. I think because they love you so much, they want the best for you. They want to see you succeed, but they're wanting to see you succeed in their own terms and what they consider success. And, like, for us, like, specifically – what we decided we wanted to do our dream life involves being home as much as possible um hanging out with our son and you know watching movies from bed if that's what i feel like doing that's what success is to me if i can do that obviously like i want you know we need to pay bills and this and that that's kind of um you know there's necessities but some people can look at that and be like well is that the life of your dreams or are you being lazy because the life of that they're wanting to live looks different. Yes, either the life that they want to live looks different or the life that they feel like they have to live looks different because 
Um, I think especially here in the United States, there's a certain amount of hustle like ingrained into us that like we think is necessary to have or we feel lazy. Like, But it's like weird because I, I would say like we work our asses off. Like we work so hard, but we work hard differently than other people then I guess what's like typical, at least by the people that surround us, right? Because it's very common for, for the people that we know to have this like nine to five job. Um, and so that's, that's their reality. And, and that is their success, right? Like, that's a good thing. They're successful in, in that sense. But it's like, that's not what I want for myself. I'm creating the life of my dreams. And when someone, when you do something differently, a lot of the times people don't understand what you're doing. And because they don't understand they offer their advice which is normally just judgment like clouded as advice right and so i think like for us it took a really long time of being like we can do this we can have this photography business we can work from home we can travel and having to believe it even when it wasn't there yet and then having to like like i don't know deal with like people kind of being like sure yeah, like sure it's possible, but it's like we could see it, but but they couldn't they couldn't like see the dream. They couldn't see like what what we could see. Yeah, and I guess like what we were what we're saying, you know, is like the point is to stop caring what people say or what people think or what you think people think because a lot of times this is like your own uh creation like in your mind. Like you're like, "Oh, so and so is judging me because I didn't do this, that or the other." And it's like they weren't even thinking about you because they're too busy wondering what you're judging them about yes yeah i think we kind of go through these things where a lot of times we think people care more than they actually do like people are like inherently like at least semi-selfish and so they're they're thinking about themselves like they're not thinking about about you right and it's like that's just reality it's not like a hateful thing right um one thing that i used to so i went through like a really like ugly time of depression and it was just to the point where like I wasn't living I just wasn't living like I wasn't living life I like I wasn't I feel like I wasn't like a whole person you know I feel like I depended too much on other people and it happened slowly it was like I didn't realize how bad it was until I was on the other end of it but anyway one of the things that would really bother me would be going to the grocery store if I wasn't like dressed but I also didn't have it, you know, like dressed up or whatever. But I also didn't have it in me to dress up. And so every single time that I went to the grocery store, I felt extremely crappy because I was like, every single person who looks at me right now is judging me and thinking, wow, like what a slob. Um, I can't believe she didn't like 100% curl her hair and put on a full face of makeup to come to Walmart. And it was in my mind that every single person I walked by was thinking that. And then like, I... um. I don't know exactly how it came up, but it was like, you start to realize, like, I was so preoccupied and, and wondering what people were thinking about me that I never really thought anything about them, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was so worried about myself. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to take a step back and, like, actually, like, pay attention to my surroundings. Am I so different than, like, the people around me? Like, truly, like, am I just this completely different person or is this made up in my head? And so I, like, decided to go to Walmart and specifically pay attention to the people around me and it was hard work like my brain would just kind of like fade in and out of caring because it was really boring to pay attention to people yes. you know because like 
I don't know. It's like we are selfish in a way. And so I realized like, well, dang, I've been stressing out for so long over nothing, over something I made up 100% by myself because no one here cares about me. They care. They're, they're going through the same things that we're all going through, you know, like you're like, oh, crap, did I, you know, you have a list of groceries you're trying to get and you're trying to hurry up and be home by a certain time or you have to get back and cook something. Or, you know, you want to make sure your child didn't destroy the house or whatever. But it's like the last thing, typically, unless you're just a hateful person on your mind, is I'm going to go to the store and judge everybody. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully it's in your mind when you go to the store that you're just going to. Hopefully. But, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that just go to Walmart just to sit there and just... Yeah. I think there's a website. That's what I was going to say. I was like, well, I know. And, okay, anytime I go to Walmart and I do something, like, completely ridiculous or... I'm like, you know, showing up looking really, really bad. I'm like, please, Lord, don't let me end up on that one. That's not where I want to be. So it's super important to quit caring what people think. If you know what you want in life, like, let other people make you believe that's not bad. Um, because in the end, it's, other people are mostly thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about what you're doing. And it's important for you to think about yourself. Like, yeah. it's important to... Be a, little, be a self- little selfish. Yeah. And that leads us into our next tip that we have for you guys. And that's to take care of yourself. Yes. You have to take care of yourself mentally, physically, in order to live your best life. In order to create the life of your dreams, create the life that you want to have, you have to take care of yourself. And you, you have, have to love yourself. And you have to, yeah, and you have to figure out, like, what that means for you. What can, what can you do for yourself that makes you feel loved? What can you do for yourself that makes you feel happy, makes you feel joyful, that puts you in your in the right headspace to create the life of your dreams and to create in general? Most of us are creative entrepreneurs or or something along those lines. And that mindset will help you be the most creative, help you live that life you want to have. Yes, I think that feel, feel, feeling truly happy um, leads you to creating your best work. Absolutely. Because I think especially in creative fields like photography or, you know, anything else, your emotions are so tied to your work because it's our own perspective that guides like what we capture. And if your own perspective is happy, it's joyful, that's come through in your work. Right. And I think one way um, to take care of yourself when you don't know how to take care of yourself um, is definitely therapy. And they're or, you know, I mean, now they make it so easy. Like, you can do therapy online. Um, and I truly believe everyone should go to therapy, you know, at least once in their lifetime to see the dynamic. I think we have this kind of, like, if you haven't been to therapy, you have this mental picture of, like, sitting in this, like, you know, the loungy chairs and, I don't know, staring at someone. Someone asking you, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Um, right. And so I think, like, for me personally... Um, when I started going to therapy, I think I was very ready to change my life. And so therapy helped a ton um, very quickly. Um, but I know that even if you don't know exactly like, I mean, I, th- therapy is to help you realize what you need to change and how to live your best life. And therapy gives you this person who like keeps you accountable, who checks on you um, and make sure to call you out on your stuff in the kindest, most low-key way possible. Yes, for sure. And it really is like 
taking like therapy is taking care of yourself because you get to be selfish when you do therapy. Like when it's a relationship with another person, like a friend or family member, even if you have a really close relationship where you can vent to each other back and forth, there's still like a certain amount of personal bias there. And there's also a certain amount of like reciprocation that you are going to feel is like necessary between the two of you. They listen to your problems and now you have to listen to their problems. Right. And therapy takes the reciprocation out of it. Like it allows you to have this person in your life um, and that sole job is to listen to you and care about what's going on and your problems and everything like that. And going into therapy, I fully expected that I was going to go in there and just kind of like throw out a bunch of rants and tell my therapist why everyone in my life sucked and why they were making my life suck and how, you know, I was doing it all right. Um, but I think one of the most eye-opening things is that therapy teaches you how to be a better person. Therapy shows you where you could do differently and how to, when you start to learn to love yourself, and to give yourself grace, you can't help but do the same for other people. So when someone makes you angry or hurts your feelings or does something mean to you, you start to be like, okay, well, where were they mentally? What caused them to do this? And you kind of examine things and break them apart. And then next thing you know, you're like, okay, I'm just going to go hug this person who just treated me poorly because they are going through something, whether or not they even know it, right? And so it just gives you this like different point of view and we talked about perspective being such a big thing it's like when you can look at everything from this point of view of love you for one your life is just so much happier um but also you can you I don't I don't know how to like say what I'm trying to say but it's like you get to love other people and it's really hard to be in an ugly space when you love yourself and you love other people yeah, it's really hard to get down on yourself and and get down on other people when you come from that place of love. And the most important step in that is learning to love yourself. Because if you can love yourself and you can be confident in who you are, then whatever that other person's telling you that might tear you down or whatever they're doing to hurt you, you know who you are and you know how you feel. And so that doesn't affect who you are as a person, them telling you whatever it is that they're telling you. Right. And like another thing therapy teaches you is to set boundary so as much as like you want to love everyone and you want to um kind of give people space and like be understanding when they when they're going through something and they accidentally take it out on you therapy also teaches you that you should draw a line and that your mental health is so important and it kind of teaches you what to look out for and to kind of examine like someone can truly be a good person someone can truly love you and do it wrong and if they're doing it wrong, then it's time to create some space. Yes. So I think I think that that's super important. And once you get that figured out, like once you learn that you can love yourself, you it's easier to figure out what it is that puts you in the right headspace, what it is that makes you feel happy. And then you can create self-care routines and self-care things that actually mean something to you because there's tons of self-care hacks or whatever you want to call them all over the internet. But not everyone cares about sitting in a bubble bath with a bunch of candles like that is that you that would not relax me at all like my mind just doesn't work that way no your mind is like busier 
And in order for you to relax, you need to do some sort of activity. Like you have to keep your brain busy so that you can't think about anything that's stressing you out. And so you kind of have to like figure out like, how does my brain work? What is it that helps me feel my best? And how can I implement that into my life daily? Yes. Um, like what we've started doing is me and you try to wake up pretty early every single morning. It's a great start to the day. It lets us get things done before our son wakes up. And so we've tried to create a morning routine. And it's not the first time in our lives that we've tr tried to create a morning routine for ourselves. It's, it's probably like the 87th. the 87th time we've tried to create a morning routine, maybe even more than that. But typically, and I think a lot of people do this, we try to overcomplicate things and we try to put too much on ourselves. We decide all of a sudden that we want to turn our life around, that we want to do everything so differently than we've done it in the past. And we're just going to switch everything. So we sit down one day and we get out our notebook, or our notes app, and we write down this like six hour morning routine we're going to do every single morning. We're gonna yes, it's like five o'clock, wake up, 5.02, pee. <laughs> <laughs> 5.03, brush my teeth. 5.07, shave. And you... All the way through from we're exercising and reading and meditating and journaling. We are, you know, we are living our best lives from one day to the next. And the next, the next day, right? It is awesome. It's like, hell yeah. I woke up at five. I, you know, peed at 5.02. I went through my entire routine. It was amazing. I killed it. And the next day comes and it's like seven o'clock when you wake up. And you're you have like, a five hour morning routine to do, but you also have that like stack of editing that needs to get done. Right. And you're just like, you know what? This is not working for me. And you throw it out the window and you're like, we'll just circle back to it. But um, with that, like, I feel like we did kind of realize like, OK, we we're putting too much on ourselves and we are being unrealistic because we are trying to go from no routine at all to, you know, super strict P on Q type routine. And so um, we decided like we we're not putting really like a time frame like we enjoy waking up early. So as early as we can wake up, that's when we want to wake up. Yes. But if we wake up later then you know, like typically it's like five, five thirty. Um, but if if we stayed out late or we worked or whatever, then it may be seven, it may be eight. We wake up and it's like we need to meditate because that's what brings us joy. That's what kind of gives us clarity. It's worked for us. It really it helps us. I feel like clear our heads to get what we need. It helps us clear our heads to get ready for the day. It helps us get our minds in the place to do whatever it is that we have going on that day to create whatever it is that we need to create for that day. Um, and so we try to start out the day with meditating and reading. And we've been reading a book here lately and it has a bunch of chapters and the chapters are pretty short. And we literally read, not a certain amount of time, we read one chapter every morning, not a ton. And we only meditate for 10 minutes. So the whole morning routine is like, 15 to 20 minutes long yeah like short enough a toddler can do it because our, our toddler does do it sometimes with us wherever the heck we are and i think that's another thing that's really been great about kind of this flexible start to our day is that we're out of our home very often and so it's like this thing that we can do wherever the heck we are yes and so um it's that's been really handy just kind of like set yourself up for success and then you can build on it like if you want to have a morning routine where you do 20 different things, that is awesome. Like more power to you, but don't start with 20 things. Like pick one or two and get those down. Do them for three months, do them for six months and then add to it, then do a little bit more. Just doing it is way more important than it being perfect. You'll already start to see changes. And then once you get those things down, it will be easier to add more things into whatever it is that you want to do. Right, and if your morning routine or bedtime routine stresses you out, then you're doing it wrong. Because it should be calming and it should be um, 
it's something you look forward to. So if, if you're like dreading having to do this, then it, you may have picked the wrong thing. Like maybe you chose meditating, but really what your body needs and what your mind needs is to go on a two mile run. And like, that's okay. We're all different people. We all have different things that give us life. It's like the people who willingly go out and go on two mile runs are crazy. Yeah, they are. Possibly demonic. Yeah, but also kind of awesome. Yeah, good for them for being physically active. Yeah, just throwing shade because we're just... And out of shape. I couldn't run two miles even if I okay. wanted to. That's why it sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like... I start... I just tried to walk down to the car to go to McDonald's to get breakfast Shut the other up. Day. We do not... Really? What? You went to McDonald's to get breakfast? No, I'm just using this as an analogy. Oh. That I was out of breath just getting to the car to go buy my McGriddle. But you ruined it because now everyone knows it's not true. Yeah. Why are you saying stuff that's not true? It's an analogy. It was for emphasis. Oh, what are you emphasizing? That I'm out of shape. Oh, okay. But you do. You have to figure out the stuff that's important to you. You have to figure out the stuff that's going to make you feel better. And so you have to, tip number three, get your priorities straight. You have to figure out what it is that you want. Not only for self-care, not only for self-care, but just for your life in general. Because building a dream life is not the same for every single person. We don't all have the same dreams. We don't have all the same wants. Some people love being outdoors. They love going hiking. They love camping in a tent. For some of you listening, that sounds terrible. All you want to do is stay in the Ritz in Cancun and, like, you know, sip a drink on the beach. Like, that's what you want to do. That's what, like, sounds good to you. Right. Uh, Getting your priorities straight is really determining, like, what your dream life is. Not what you think people think your dream life should be but what your dream life really is. I think one of the things that was um, very like frustrating for me was that when I would ask someone like, what is your dream in life? They would give me some answer like, like to have like this job and like this very like, I don't know, cookie cutter answer that wasn't really true because it's like, so you want to work 24 seven and you want to, you know, I don't, the dream that they are sharing typically isn't truly a dream it's what their safety net is it's what they know they can accomplish because it's embarrassing to us sometimes to to throw out our actual dreams because we have this fear that we won't reach them and then once we tell someone what our dreams are and if we don't accomplish them then we fail yes so at some point in our lives we get scared to have crazy dreams and it's it's crazy because we don't start out that way when you're a little kid you feel like you can dream to be anything that's why when you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up, no six-year-old says they want to be a tax accountant. No, they're like, I want to be a princess or, or I want to go to outer space. Or I want to be a professional athlete or, uh, yes, want to go to outer space, want to go to the moon. They they s- believe it. Still believe anything is possible. And why shouldn't they? Like, why shouldn't they believe that it's possible? Someone's doing it. Like, why can't it be them? Right. And so I think that's kind of like what we're getting at when you are trying to set your priorities straight is like, sit down and be honest with yourself and say like what is my dream truly what is my dream and like and i think a really great like exercise and activity you can do to do this is to sit down and write out your perfect day like write down exactly what the perfect day or if a day is not enough because you can't do everything you would love to do in a day sit down and write out your perfect week and write out everything write out from the moment you wake up how did you feel when you woke up how did you like what did you do after that um, and write it as if it's happening. Don't write it as like, I would wake up, but like, I just woke up and my coffee was ready for me and it was the perfect temperature and the perfect flavor 
and I didn't even have to like worry about it because I don't know, it just magically popped up. Like dream a little. Yes. And you're going to feel like you're storytelling and you're going to feel like you're saying something that isn't real, but it's only not real yet. But we live in a world, in a universe where, you know, there's an infinite amount of knowledge, amount of like energy available to you to accomplish what you want to. You just have to be willing to kind of reach out there and grab it and change that perspective so that you can reach it. So if you can write down and you can tell the universe or God exactly what it is that you want in your life, then the odds of you accomplishing it are way higher. Well, yeah, because you're finally accepting it. You're finally saying, like, this is what I want to do. And sometimes because it's a dream, we are too scared to really, like, allow ourselves to step into that. And I think, sorry if it sounds a little copy here. Beckham was screaming. We had to go check on him. But I believe we were talking about just kind of living, you know, living the life of your dreams and, and writing it out, dreaming the life of your dreams. Yes. And be willing to write down what it is exactly that you want out of life. Don't write down the what you think you should want or what everyone else wants you to want, but write down what it is that you want from your life. And if that's a certain amount of travel, if that's a certain car, if that's eating a certain way, like write that down. Tell the story of your perfect week, of your perfect week, no one else's perfect week, so that you can get those priorities straight as to what it is that you want because you have to know what you want in order to accomplish it right and um we recently created a vision board for ourselves and just like our dream life and i would love to share that with you guys because i would hate to share that with you guys because it's the same thing as like you know stepping out and and, and sharing your dreams is really freaking hard like, because, again, it gives you this, like, space for failure. Well, and it's vulnerable because then people have the ability to judge your dreams. Right. But you know what? F it. Judge my dreams, people. If it helps you, like, if it helps you see how to create your dream and how to chase your dream, then I don't care. Like, So check out at Nathan and Zoe on Instagram to view our vision board. What? I didn't know we were posting it on Instagram. Yes, you're posting it on Instagram. Okay. Well, we're posting it on Instagram. Um, But it's, you know... It's amazing. It was so fun to sit there and be like, what is my dream life? What do I want? What, like, truly, what will fulfill me? What will make me the happiest, you know? Yeah, and it's actually, it was the next tip we had for everybody was to create a vision board. Yeah. Like, so after you've decided what it is that you want in life, create a vision or mood board or whatever it is that you want to call it to visualize what you want and I encourage you, we actually used Canva to create ours, and then, like, Zoe was able to set it as a background on her iPad, and then for only $13, they will let you order a poster of yeah. your new vision board that has everything that you want out of life on it. Yes. And so, we ordered one, and it's currently hanging in our bedroom right now. I am looking at it as I speak to you right now, and I can wake up every single morning, and I can look at that, and I can see the things that I am manifesting into my life right now. Yeah, and when it gets a little difficult, like when a day is rougher than usual, and I open up my iPad and I see it there, it's such a good reminder. It's like, okay, today was rough, but this is the dream. This is the goal. This is what we're going after. And sometimes it helps me to literally look at this vision board and sit there and go through each thing and be like, how will this make me feel when I have accomplished this, when I have reached this goal? How will I feel? And how much joy will it bring me? And 
how can I bring joy to other people through accomplishing this? And so it's it's become this like really life-giving exercise for me to sit there and be like, this is my dream life and in this poster or in this screen right now. And I can go through it starting from here, you know, from the top all the way around this entire thing and be like, I, I can accomplish these things. They're attainable. Like everything on here is attainable. Someone's done it. Yes. And that's really important. And I think the number one thing that kind of stops us when we go to start envisioning our dream life is money. Because I think a lot of us grew up with this, you know, like limited idea of money and like what money could do for us. And I think a lot of us even have this like sub-belief that in a way like money is bad, that like that it like is harmful. But it should be and it doesn't have to be because all money is is like a form of energy and a form of a way for you to use the money energy to transfer it to another form into something that you want and you get money by the energy that you put into the world whether that's you know your photography or you know your job at the local zoo right and so i think one thing in order to to manifest the things we want into our life is we have to be willing to to change our perspective on and so one more like tip or little homework or activity, whatever you want to call it that I have for for you is to take your life after you've gotten your priorities, you've created the vision board, take the stuff on there. And you can do this a little bit shorter term if you want. Just look at what actually it is that you want over the next six months. And we've all had to, well, most of us have all had to make a budget at some point in our life. We've had to sit down, we've had to figure out how much money we have, how much money we spend, how much other money we have. And we've had to try to create this budget. And budgets are like limiting. normally limiting and stressful because they focus on like what we like have to pay and the money we already have. And so this is like like a dream budget. If you've ever read the four hour work week, he talks about it in there. I believe it's been a while since I read the book, but I believe that he calls it life hacking. And so what you do is, is I want you to write down all of your expenses for the month that you currently have. But then I want you to write down every single thing that you want. In the next six months, you can do it for a year if you want to, too. Write down every single thing you want and write down how much money it would take for you to do that. Right. And I believe when we originally did it, we um, it, it's kind of surprising because you think that like it's this extravagant amount of money. And then um, when you are, you know, true to yourself and to what you want to do um, and, and realistic in the six months term right it's like in this in the next six months what would truly make a difference in my life what would bring me joy what do i want to spend my time money and energy in and then um go from there you realize like hey i could do that yeah and you can and then what you do is once you write down all that you add up whatever it is if you do a full year what you're going to do is is you're going to add up you know what it would cost you to accomplish all of that in a full year if it's something that's going to be a new monthly payment you would then take that and like take how much it would be for the year and you're then going to divide it by the amount of days. So if you did six months, you're going to do half a year. But if you did a full year, you're going to divide it by 365. That's going to give you how much money you need to make every single day to literally live your dream life. And I guarantee you that number is not going to seem as crazy as you think it would. Yeah. And like do the research and be like true to what you want to do. So it's like um, at the time that we did it, we were like, oh, we want all this camera equipment. And so we, we researched it. How much does this camera equipment cost? Whatever, you know, wrote it down. It's like, okay, I need this much money to get all the camera stuff I want. Um, I want, you know, 
a new car. How much does it cost to get a new car? I want better clothes. How much am I willing to spend on better clothes over the next six months? Everything that I'm saying, it's so funny because when you accomplish things in your life, you are so, you can, it just, you can breathe by it and not realize it. But like looking back, I'm like, oh crap, we, we did. We made our budget at the time. It was a few years ago when we read that book and everything that we talked about for those six months, we did. Yes. And it's funny because a lot of times you forget about it, but then you can go back and look and you're like, oh, I accomplished that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, dang, like, that's amazing. Like I did it. I, you know, that's crazy. And, and being able to look back, I think like being able to like write it out physically and go back and be like, I accomplished those things is such a good like boost to remind you like, okay, set your next set of goals and you can also accomplish those. Like you did it one time, you can do it again and you have a better starting point. Because you already know that it's possible. For sure. So next tip, once you do that, once you've written all of this down, once you know everything, you have to release fear of not being able to accomplish it or release the fear that it's not going to work. I know I can hear, you know, people out there now, you know, saying like, you know, but Nathan, like, you don't understand. Like I'm in this situation and, and I, and I do understand. And I'm not going to be like, like non-empathetic to anyone's situation because I've been in rough situations. Like me and Zoe are not like, you know, strangers to, you know, being flat ass broke. Oh yeah. I mean, um, this is probably one of like the worst memories of my entire life. And it made me feel like just awful. Um, but like at one point I remember it was like around Christmas time and we literally had $26 in our bank account total. That was it. Just 26 bucks. And it was, you know, Christmas time. So we already had Beckham. So it wasn't even that long ago. Um, and it was his first Christmas. Very first. And we couldn't afford to get him anything at the time he was formula fed. So we had to, we had like $26 in our bank account and we needed to buy him formula. And we're like, what the hell do we do? And it was the just most depressing feeling ever to feel like you couldn't. It's like, even if you can provide, but you can't do something beyond providing, like Christmas, I think is such a rough time to like be down because when you have people you love, you just want to shower them with like everything. So, and so if that's you and you're in that situation, like know that we understand, but like, and know that like, you know, we've been there, you know, we had the days where we had to sit there and cry about it and be scared and not know what we were going to do. But if you're trying to grow something and you're trying to create the life that you want, you have to release that fear. Like you have to be able to look in the face of your situation and acknowledge that it's not your situation. Acknowledge that like going to be okay, that you're going to make it through. Yeah. So you have to release that that fear that it's not going to work. And sometimes you have to even be willing to release that fear to do scary things, especially when you're starting a business and it gets rough. And you have to make the decision, can I afford to, you know, put out this ad or, you know, spend $12 on Canva to try to create this, like, graphic that I'm going to use to get bookings. And you have to, you know, take that fear, take that feeling of that risk of, is this going to work? And... I'm going to tell you most of the time, if you feel like in yourself that it's the right thing to do, then you need to like go for it, release that fear and go for it. Even yes. if it's scary, even if it puts you in a weird situation that other people wouldn't agree with, because, you know, it's trusting your intuition, trusting your 
you're knowing, as Glennon Doyle would say, if you haven't read Untamed, this is your um, sign to read it. <laughs> that book is amazing. It really teaches you to love yourself freely. Yeah. And um, she talks a lot about trusting your knowing. And I 1000% agree with her. Um, it's this weird thing where like it's kind of like the same as like meditating, praying, um, you know, connecting with something greater than like yourself and and trusting it. Yeah. Um, typically, the universe is smarter than you are. Yes. And so it's like if you really have this kind of this knowing, this feeling inside you that says do this. And you don't quite understand it, but the thought of doing this particular thing just feels like home, feels right, feels like joy, then it's like, do it. Yeah. And I that might be horrible advice because we are do it at random times. People, well, <laughs> Yeah, we are. Do it at random times, people. And what I mean by that is like, it'll be- Title of our sex tape. Title of our sex tape. Okay, it'll be three in the morning and I'll be like- I really want to do it right now. It'll be three in the morning. And um, it's like, I see this ad for, you know, like a new preset. And this is a true story. This isn't even like a made up thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, I really think this would elevate my business. I really think this fits like what we're supposed to do at three in the morning. Um, this crap is expensive. And, you know, I could air quotes, use my money responsibly or be responsible because it's like, well, I already have a preset, you know, whatever. But it's like, I just know this is going to be it. And so you buy it and then you do it. And um, it's the same thing with our website, which like I am obsessed with our website. And we are helping our friend with her website currently. And I am obsessed with her website as well. But it's like we spent this money on these templates for them. And it was the same thing. This like middle of the night decision where it was like, I just feel like it's the right thing to do. And I look back now and I'm like, typically for myself personally, when I have that feeling this like weird i don't know confidence in something that doesn't quite make sense because it's like spend this money that you could also spend on groceries or you know whatever it's like typically like i said god the universe whatever it is to you is smarter than you are and if you listen to it it will guide you to do the right thing for sure you have to be able to make decisions sometimes that other people probably wouldn't understand that may feel irresponsible by like your typical thinking of it. And you have to be willing to release the fear and go for it. Have some faith. And that kind of brings us into our last tip is once you do this and you start making decisions that maybe aren't seen as responsible by what you learned growing up, that maybe aren't seen responsible by the people that are around you, because those people could be living in like fear, fear and living in what they deem as a safe space and being scared to go for it. You're going to need a community around you. You need to surround yourself with su support. You need to have people around you that are never going to look at you and say, that idea is too crazy. Yeah, and exactly. And that is something that I didn't have for a really long time other than like with you, right? Like, I feel like I've always been able to talk to Nathan and dream dreams and like him just be like, cool, okay, that's what we're doing. Um, but there's like something in my head that's like, is it because he's my husband and he's just like, you know, trying to you know, be my husband. That's how you get on randomly, guys. Agree with and everything. It's like, is it because he's my husband and he's trying to be supportive and he loves me that he's telling me my ideas are not too crazy? Um, or, or am I genuinely not too crazy? And so just kind of like building this community for yourself with people who 
support you and um, want you to reach your goals and don't think you're crazy and have their own crazy goals um, is really encouraging. And like, um, I feel like we have that in our friends now and that makes me so happy. Um, but I don't feel like I had that in my life until I was ready to accept that. Yeah. Weird. But, you know, like going back to kind of like manifesting, um, you can manifest things that are good into your life knowingly or unknowingly and you can also manifest the opposite knowingly or unknowing and i went through this time where i felt like i didn't need friends because friends had in the past like i would had bad experiences with friends and i felt that all friends were that way and it felt like they were because i drew those friends in um but it wasn't until i was ready to like love myself accept myself and understand that i there was value in me and that I was worthy of good friends that I felt like I started to find good friends easily. And um, truly, like, my best friend, like, I sent her our um, vision board after I made it. And it was like she didn't even, like, skip a beat. Like, it was like, yes, we will do that. And then we will do more. I mean, like, yesterday we were just talking to her and she's like, let's add to the vision board, you know, instead of being like, maybe this is, like, too big of a dream or this is too much for you. It's like having someone there that's like, let's dream bigger. Yes. And it's so encouraging. And we hope you can find that person who's like personally there for you all the time. And But if you don't have that person yet and you're just looking for someone to hear your dreams and to, you know, tell you that you've got this, we can be that person for you. you yeah. Know? We want every single person listening to this podcast and nobody else. No. <laughs> to accomplish their hopes and dreams and to live their dream life. So if you need someone to just hear out an idea that you have just to tell you like, hey, you've got this. Shoot us a message on Instagram. Um, you know, we're here. Um, also, shameless plug. We are, you know, starting a educational support type group on, you know, Facebook for creative entrepreneurs. Um, so if you want a space just where you can come, be yourself, not be scared to receive judgment because we are not going to judge you. And I'm also not going to let anyone else in the group publicly judge you. Publicly judge you. On their own time, I mean, can't I really, can't really do anything about it. But publicly, no way, man. Yes. So feel free to join in. Um, we'll, we're there for you guys. We care. We want to see you succeed. We want to see you accomplish all of your dreams because there's plenty of dreams to go around, people. Like, we can do this to get yeah. got this. And share your dreams. Share your dreams with people who you truly believe are going to uplift you and encourage you to reach them um, and protect your dreams from those who don't think do that. Exactly. Um, but do you, if like Nathan said, if you don't have anyone else that you're you know comfortable sharing with um, in this moment, share it with us, like share it with us and kind of let yourself have someone to keep you accountable who may check in with you in a few months and say, hey, how are we doing? Have we reached that goal? Are we still on our way there? Um, because when you have this goal and this dream and you don't share it, you're too scared to like put it out into the world you're less likely to reach it. And you can do it. You can. And we believe in you. We believe in you. And since Zoe said, we believe in you. That's the end of this episode. That's the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for for listening with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting us in this, you know, thing as we attempt to create it, as we attempt to try something new. We really do appreciate it like more than you guys know. Um, And it means so much to us for each and every single person listening to this podcast. Um, so thank you so much for being here. We'll be back again next week with another episode um, talking about 
I don't know, whatever feels right. And we we can't wait to be there. In the meantime, if you need us, message us on Instagram. Um, I'll put a link to our Instagram and the new Facebook group down below. Thanks for listening to the Who Cares podcast. If you like this episode, please hit the subscribe button. If you want to follow along for more of our shenanigans, check us out on Instagram at Nathan and Zoe. Or if you'd like more info on us, you can find our website at NathanandZoe.com. See you next week.